Okay, so welcome to our 10th episode of Puro Kolaro. So we do have an interesting topic today and we're gonna talk about the people behind all these games that we're playing, lahat ng nilalaro natin. Kino ba gumagawa na ito? Ano ba ito? Lumilitaw na lang ba sa mga, sa mga stores natin and all that? Sino ba gumagawa na ito? Siyempre, we all, some of you guys might know that it's the developers that are responsible. Nagsimula ito sa isang code and then we get to play it. So we're gonna talk about in this episode kung ano ang buhay ng isang developer. Our guest is the co-founder and creative director of Muramasa Games. They're currently working on a game right now which is uh, Save the World, The Misadventures of Luis and Joanna. So if you guys haven't seen it, just go ahead and go to their Facebook page, which is Muramasa Games, and you learn about everything. But of course, since our guests today will also talk about it, so let me welcome here Iggy. Hey, thank you for having me, Jamie, John. All right. So let's start with how did you get into this? Because this is, you said that you're co-founder and creative director. So paano mo naisip to? I mean, there have been some or very few developers and at the same time like companies that are based in the Philippines pagdating I mean, original pinoy and all that so how did you start this is this original pinoy uh, muramasa game is this filipino owned or anything like that so yeah tell me more about it yeah well so uh, i have a long history in gaming um, you might be hearing my daughter in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I I actually started uh, working for Level Up back in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Sorry, mm-hmm. and um, I started out as the advert gaming director mm-hmm. for uh, Level Up Philippines, and then a year after that, I was uh, promoted to content acquisition director or business development director. Mm-hmm. So I was responsible for going to the different conferences, different shows, looking for games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make, you know, and uh, evaluating them to see if they would be a fit for the Philippine market. So um, I guess you could say during that stint, I was very much involved with, uh, you know, seeing what makes a game work, uh-huh. what makes people want to play a game. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was also very much involved in uh, discussions with developers from Korea, China, mm-hmm. even the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a first-hand knowledge of how they work, you know, development schedules, processes. So I guess throughout the close to six years that I was working with Level Up, I had a very good understanding of um, the game business. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, most guys that set up studios, especially here in the Philippines, uh-huh. um, they're usually, uh, they have a developer on board or uh-huh. they have somebody who's familiar with coding and art. Uh-huh. I I was neither. I actually, honestly, until now, the, the last thing I was able to code was a flash microsite. Back when I was still working for Yehe. So, and I was already at an age where I thought, oh my God, do I, do I have to learn Unity all over again just to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. So, because um, unlike most studios in the Philippines that start out uh, with you know a bunch of guys who have coding and art experience, 
I came in because I had a lot of experience on the business side of the game industry. So that uh-huh. allowed me to actually stay uh, on top and really uh, oversee the production side. Uh-huh. And we just hired uh, a team of dev and art people that would uh, uh-huh. put the game together for us. Uh-huh. And because of that, we were able to actually um, save on a bunch of costs and let us produce the game faster. You know, we we had an idea we wanted to reach. We said, okay, at this point, dapat yan po ng game. So because me and my business partner, Erwin, he's, he's also Filipino. We're both Filipino. So this is a wholly Filipino-owned company. Um, we decided to, you know, test our luck, see what would happen um, now that we have uh, a working prototype. And true enough, we went to um, we went to uh, GDC in San Francisco back in 2017, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Um, we actually got some pretty good traction while we were there. Um, I was able to talk to some indie game developers. Uh-huh. They saw the prototype and they all thought, wow, uh, you guys are headed in the right direction. Uh-huh. The game that you're building is actually in a niche or genre that isn't uh, crowded. Mm-hmm. So there is an opportunity for you to, to do well. Um, basically, all of that is because uh, we did our homework because of all the business back end that, that I had experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, unfortunately for us, we got to the point where Okay, all of the people that wanted to sign us, either a publisher or an investor, said, mm-hmm. Okay, you're missing a little bit of this and that. Uh, come back to us when you have uh, improved on those little things, right? Mm-hmm. So we had an investor who was already coming on board, uh, plus a bunch of other people that we were talking to. Mm-hmm. That's when... Um, that's when things started uh, becoming troublesome for us. Mm-hmm. We, we ran out of uh, runway money. That's runway money for a startup is the, you know, the money that you start with. Mm-hmm. See how far you can go, right? Mm-hmm. So we were already able to come up with a working prototype. You can actually download the, the game now uh-huh. and play the first level. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the polish was still missing. The things that I wanted to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we didn't have any more uh, funding and the, the investor that was supposed to come in at the start suddenly said, uh, you know what, we're going to have to wait because my money is still tied up in another investment. Um, my business partner and I had to shell out our own money, mm-hmm. which eventually also ran out. <laughs> so after about four to five months of development, mm-hmm. we finally got to this point. Um, we were short by what, a, maybe a few more weeks or a month of development, mm-hmm. and then we could have presented the game to a publisher, or we could have gone to Kickstarter mm-hmm. already. So that's where we are right now. Where okay. uh, we shelved the game for a bit, um, and we're still accumulating uh, the rest of the money that will allow us to complete the development. At mm-hmm. least until we get to a more comfortable version of the game mm-hmm. uh, that can get us uh, additional funding or a proper Kickstarter backing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
So wow, that's that's good information, particularly on 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 your background and also dun sa um, state ng game yung ayon uh, from Muramasa. So um, uh, I mean, since you said it's like um, it's like shelved for now, okay, until you get the funding and all. Pero let me just ask, how many are how many people are working on this game right now? How many are you guys uh, in the company itself? Uh, so when Muramasa was, uh, when we were at our peak in development, we mm-hmm. had um, two developers and mm-hmm. three, uh, a team of three artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone was outsourced except for the one developer. The one developer was in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, my business partner uh, does a little bit of development, but he's not that familiar with Unity. So uh-huh. we really got uh, a senior developer who was very, mm-hmm. very experienced in Unity. Mm-hmm. And we got a junior uh, to help us or to mm-hmm. be the trainee, quote unquote, mm-hmm. so that the senior can teach him and then he didn't want to pick up the slack or mm-hmm. uh, improve on the game as we progressed. Um, my responsibility was mainly the, the story and the direction of the game. And mm-hmm. uh, our team is actually, uh, we got another studio to help us, another game dev studio, the guys from uh, Chris Studio, that's mm-hmm. the name of the studio. Okay. Um, and they also have some games that were already greenlit and published on Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you outsourced na rin kayo pala neto. Yeah. Just to right. get, okay. All right, because, so. Okay, it would have uh, been more expensive to actually hire our own. Uh-huh. And then you have to get them their own machines. You know, if you uh-huh. wanted to do it right, you know, you know, you have to uh, uh-huh. incorporate, right? So we did incorporation mm-hmm. stuff already. Mm-hmm. And we have, if we wanted to get our own people, we wouldn't have to get um, their own PCs and like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so it was okay. pretty expensive. Okay. All right. So, I mean... I'm just interested in this because most of our, I mean, some of our listeners or even most of our listeners would have no idea on like how, what are the, what are the going on under um, a game development team or even a publishing team. So, I mean, on your end, how many, let's say, partitions or departments do you guys have? So, meron kayong development team, right? So, and you guys have like an, let's just call it like an art department. Because yeah. like three artists and all that. So, and you said you're you're making the story. Any yeah. other uh, department that is needed to actually make a game? Since you are, what do you call this? Uh, you're very much experienced when it comes to your your yep. development. Okay, so here's a little thing that, that I learned over the years. Uh, after my stint in um, mm-hmm. Level Up, I actually joined uh, uh, Play Lab Games, which is a mobile game development studio, uh, and they have a studio, They have an arm that is based here in Metro Manila. Um, and one thing I learned is that uh, sure you can have your dev and your art side, but a lot of the game also depends on your marketing and user acquisition, especially okay. to mobile. Okay. Actually. There are a bunch of studios right now that are one or two men. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Sorry, two person. Mm-hmm. One person, two person studio. And mm-hmm. that is totally fine. 
Mm-hmm. The thing that you have to understand is if you are a developer or mm-hmm. if you are an artist, mm-hmm. um, you also have to learn how to do the marketing and user acquisition for your game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you create a game, even if it's a great game, mm-hmm. and you put it up on the store, mm-hmm. if you have no idea how to do the marketing, mm-hmm. no idea how to do you know, the Facebook marketing, the user acquisition, mm-hmm. and all of that, um, then there's a very small chance of your game becoming successful. Mm-hmm. Because you have to acquire users. You have mm-hmm. to advertise your game. That's really yeah. the nature of it. I mean, there are over 500 games launched on the store every day. Mm-hmm. How can you compete with that? Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go into mobile, even on Steam, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go into Steam, you have to figure out a way to be able to market you. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I guess it will be essential to have a dev and an art team mm-hmm. in your studio, yes. Mm-hmm. But you really need to invest in marketing. You don't have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You can actually work mm-hmm. with uh, a different agency or a group that can help you market mm-hmm. But you can't not get into that. Okay. If you really want your game to be successful, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be able to work with that. Um, one of the other solutions that some of the indie studios from the Philippines have mm-hmm. done is um, and this one guy, he's a one-man studio. He's created a bunch of games already. A couple of his games are already on mm-hmm. Steam. Um, he works with a publisher, and he lets the publisher take care of the marketing uh-huh. and all that for him. What's important is he just keeps coming up with the game. I mean, that's great and all, but the downside of working with the publisher mm-hmm. is, of course, uh, you're sharing your revenues mm-hmm. with somebody. But at the very mm-hmm. least, right, you're making money. As opposed to if you wanted to do it on your own and you didn't market your game, the chances of you make of your game mm-hmm. making money at all is so you know, again to to recap uh-huh. just to answer your question it's important to have of course yep. your dev and your art but you have to invest in uh, marketing, marketing. so so thinking more ito yung usual problems pagdating sa i mean sa game like you said i mean you can't have like the greatest game ever if nobody knows about it, right so yeah. uh, so pagdating doon ito ba yung usual issues other than of course the money let's say you have the money and all that so marketing the game is also one because there will be publishers who would be interested in the kind of game that you have but where does the line uh, where do you draw the line when it comes to like creative control because we're gonna put up some money here for your marketing we're also gonna give you some money if you guys ever need it to just continue this you also mentioned before that uh, there was already an investor interested, but they want you to do something first about the game because um, of certain, you know, may certain requests silang, you know, then come back to us. So, ito ba yung parang tipping point of the game actually being made or come out? Of course, the game is made, pero yung, ano yung tipping point? Kasi merong mga nagsasacrifice ng ano, eh, creative control, di ba? That's a very good question. Um, In all honesty, uh, if you were to work with a publisher, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of these publishers will give you advice. Mm -hmm. Okay, they'll see your game and they'll say, okay, we love your game, but this thing 
will probably not work because we've seen other games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, uh... So the thing that you have to take away when you're working with a publisher is that they have the experience. Right? Mm-hmm. They know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, they'll also be investing in you, like we'll be shelling out money to help you finish your game. Uh-huh. Usually that's the case. So it would be advisable for, for them, of course, to look after their investment. Uh-huh. If they see that, okay, the direction you're heading is probably not going to work, mm-hmm. they'll definitely call you out, especially, mm-hmm. especially you know, publishers from the uh, from the U.S., they'll definitely talk to you about stuff like that. But on the one hand, there are also publishers out there who are really very, very open about, okay, we believe in your uh, your project, your vision, go ahead, run with it, we'll take care of the rest when, when you guys should go. But uh, more often than not, there are schedules that you have to follow. Um, because, I mean, that's... Uh, that's the reality of uh, game publishing. Mm. Um, it, in order for a publisher to be profitable, they have to release games at particular uh, intervals, right? I can't keep saying to a publisher, if, if ever I work with a publisher, I said, no, my game's not yet ready. Can you give us another couple of oh. weeks? Or, you know, okay, so yeah. let's delve into that. Yung pagdating sa a game being ready, because we've seen a lot of Games not being ready, diba? So I think the best example is No Man's Sky, diba? So um, I think <laughs> lang talaga siya namin seeing that this is the game that should have come out a few years ago. So now, where where do you guys or who decides on that? Because you you're you're head of the games. Of course, you have the decision when you think it's ready. Where how do you set yung how does a game uh go from like um pre alpha alpha state tapos beta tapos yun so how who decides that kasi i mean it's also curious to me kung who decides when it's ready kasi sometimes they show pre alpha demo is like pero ang ganda na nung game eh yeah, yeah exactly. so parang ano pa ba yung what what goes into it is it just basically timelines or is it really a specific standard state pagdating sa paggawa ng games ano ba to uh, oh, I'm a firm believer in um, feature complete. That is what I talk about when I when I say a uh, game is ready. Okay. When I've been, you know, I'm a I'm a Steam gamer through and through. Mm. I have a shit ton of games. Sorry, can I say shit? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I have a shit ton of games uh. on Steam that I haven't touched yet, but mm. I keep buying them because they're on sale or. Uh-huh. You know, stupid Steam Christmas sale and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> mainly because I also like to explore. I like to see what uh, what works. You know, what makes a game tick. You know, I like to read the reviews. I like to see uh-huh. what they're saying about the game. And one thing I've noticed is the games that have been successful are one. Um, they have a plan. Uh-huh. They know exactly what they want this game to be on launch and they also have a content plan down the line mm-hmm. it's not usually okay when i when i finish this game it's there in the world and then i'll leave it alone oh. no way if you really want your game to be more successful you have a goal for okay on launch it's going to be like mm-hmm. this but after three to six months i want to launch uh an add-on like mm-hmm. this you call it 
call it DLC, call it a patch, call it whatever uh-huh. you want. It's it's basically content that keeps people wanting to play mm-hmm. the game. And a lot of the indie games that I've seen are actually doing that now, and it works. Uh-huh. And in fact, what we wanted to do with our game Sana was that if we had gone to Kickstarter and we had reached a particular goal, uh-huh. I would have actually been okay to say now, okay, if we reach this goal, mm-hmm. um, all DLCs in the future will be free. Uh-huh. You know, that would be that would have been cool, and I really think. And for me, it's because I already had a plan for what um, what would be the game at launch, what would be the next update mm-hmm. or the next feature, and so on and so forth. So, so basically, we had the plan for how the game would look like plus two years after that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so for people who want uh, to work with a publisher and and you want to make sure that you have a feature ready, a feature complete, quote unquote, game, mm-hmm. you have to plan it out uh, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when you sit down with your devs and you sit down with your art, okay, guys, when we launch this game, this game has to be this. Uh, it has to have ten levels, twenty bosses, two thousand items, etc. etc. So yun yung yun yung mark mo, yun yung uh, goal post mo. Ito uh, na, na when we reach this point, dapat pwede na tayo mag-launch. Okay. Uh, and you can always talk to a publisher about that. Okay, our goal, uh, Mr. Publisher, is that we want this game to have 10 levels, 20 bosses, 2,000 items. Uh, um, and then he's going to say, okay, we're going to launch at this date. Can you commit your... 10 levels, 20 bosses, 2,000 uh, items at that day. And that's when you go back and say, yeah, we can do it. Or no. We mm, can do it. Okay. So, do na yung give it okay. take, I guess. But, but yun, again, to go back mm. to your question, it's really up to you as a game designer, game developer, to say what would be your game mm. upon launch, right? So for most guys, you're right there. Some guys who launch in alpha, it's already a pretty great game. But if you look at the developer's uh, website and their Trello and whatever, you'll see that, oh, wow, they have a plan. They have a content pipeline. They have things that they want to launch. Some things get kicked off, sure, but some things get added. And every so often, there's a new patch and you get closer and closer to the launch product. Um, I mean, I'm glad that you brought mm. up No Man's Sky. I mean, I was playing it uh-huh. you know, before we started. And I I, I played it when it first came out. And the thing about this game in particular is because Uh-oh. the developers promised exactly. certain features, right? They said, when, when we launch uh-huh. this game, it'll have this. And then when they launched and it didn't have it, uh-huh. a lot of people were disappointed. So that's the other thing that you have to manage, you market your game and you mm-hmm. say that your game is going to be this, mm-hmm. and then on launch it's not that. Then obviously, um, you had to do you know you had to cut mm-hmm. corners to get to that just to launch. So that's the downside of you know wanting to work mm-hmm. with a schedule and a publisher and all that. It's just yeah, sorry, sorry, John. No, no problem. So, so you mean in, in the case of No Man's Sky, the, the developers of No Man's Sky were able to schedule and the publisher wants them to publish already i mean i honestly don't know how what really happened i mean mm. not privy to their discussion with the publisher but 
uh, it's safe to assume that um, they were forced to launch at a time when they shouldn't have launched. Uh, whether it was by their decision or by publishing the shy, we don't know. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they promised something at launch and didn't deliver. And for a lot of people, especially on on, in, on the indie games space, that, that's a no-no, right? So if you really want to, to come up with a great game, you have to plan it out ahead. Ano ba yung kaya namin tapusin sa schedule, sa delivery, sa deadline? Kasi if you overpromise and underdeliver, it's as it's as good as making a bad game, right? So what happened was, you know, a lot of people bought the game, played it, and then we get a refund. Ganon din. So sayang lang, sayang lang yung trabaho mo na. Uh, uh, I imagine how many hours and years they spent developing. I mean, now, now honestly, it, it's a great game. Now, I, I, I mean, I, I have hats off to these guys. They really stuck with it and made it happen. Um, but yeah, it, the damage had been done. So a lot of the people who wanted in on it already said, "Nah, I don't want to try that." No. Um, in in your experience, have you ever encountered publishers that are too pushy? Oh yeah, oh hell yeah! I used to work for Level Up. I'm sorry to say, but we were mm. a publisher and we were very pushy. <laughs> Because, I mean, let's face it. Um, if you're working with a developer and they say, "Okay, my game is going to be this," right? I'm going to do this for you, so that mm. if you launch in your country in the Philippines, you're going to make this much money. Mm-hmm. And then we tell them, okay, sure, let's do it. And then the time comes that we're running the game, and then we, and then the things that they promised they're not doing, mm-hmm. they'll be like, come on, man. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> we're in this together. You know, we invested in you. We paid for your, we paid for your license fee, and you guys gave us the game, launching it here in the country. And then you're mm-hmm. not gonna help us out. You guys mm-hmm. like, you guys like, uh, it's it's a hassle, right? So, mm-hmm. so instead of the game. Becoming much better than this, or making money the way you intended it to, ends up being um, dead in the water. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfortunately it's happened quite a few times with some of the the titles that we released. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I can probably say this now because it's been what uh, more than a decade, well, not more than a decade, or more than six years since I left uh, Level Up. And uh, Level of Philippines is already under Asia Soft, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Play Park now. So some of the games that we launched uh, back then, the reason why they didn't become successful was because the developer said, "Ah, fuck it, I don't want to work with you guys." It's also not their fault, mind you. It's mainly because um, during that time, uh, a lot of the MMO RPGs were already declining. Mm-hmm. People were still playing Ragnarok, but not as much as before. Mm-hmm. And if you brought in new games, it's like, do I stick with my legacy game, RF Online, or Ragnarok, or mm-hmm. do you want to play these new games? So what happened was because the new games weren't doing as well as we had hoped, the developers like, ah, uh, because you guys aren't making money, I don't want to waste time supporting you guys. I don't want to waste time helping you. Mm-hmm. So it became a chicken and egg problem. Oh, wow. the developer wouldn't help you out because you know 
the, the market wasn't picking up. At the same time, you feel that if you help me, I'm pretty sure the market will pick up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So parang chicken. It was it was really difficult because first and foremost, uh, we were competing already at that stage with mobile games and uh, social games. That Facebook gaming was was pretty big at that time. I so it was and of course the other problem was um because the philippines is an english-speaking market mm-hmm. um, if a game was released either in the u.s globally mm-hmm. or southeast asia mm-hmm. and accessible in the philippines so the competition in the philippines yun. Mm-hmm. so a ragnarok philippine server for example mm-hmm. would be competing against uh ragnarok southeast asia or ragnarok u.s mm-hmm. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So, so, so after a while, it, it just didn't make sense to launch new MMOs in the Philippines. Okay, so usually it's the publisher's decision on, uh, I mean, Level of Games has a history of releasing all these childhood games, as uh, we call it, na parang kinalakilihan na talaga ng mga Pilipino, eh, di ba? Oh. So, yung mga Flife, di ba? Yung RF Online, Ragnarok, ano pa ba? Uh, Run, Run Online. Dating Run games. Online, di ba? Oo. Oh, oh. So, eto yung um, question ko. Kasi these guys, I mean, level of games usually like do top-ups versus subscriptions. Pero, what is usually the the motivation for a publisher to insert or to gain creative control to the point where yung game parang nagiging pay to win na. Sabihin, parang it's just a business now. So, hindi na siya yung parang usual na ini-NX. It's an art, it's a ganyan. So, ano yung tipping point ng isang ano? Does it happen from the start where like a certain studio pinigay ito sa isang publisher and then doon na, na nasulat yung kontrata na na hindi, sige, kailangan yung insert tong pay-to-win aspect. Or, does it happen along the line? Pag nakikita nila na parang, eh, dami naman, kumikita naman yung game nyo eh. So, pwede ba ilagay na ito para mas marami pa ang perang kitain? So, where okay. does um, a publisher draw the line? Okay, so, that, your question is uh, a little bit difficult to answer, mainly because we're You're talking both. about the free-to-play space. Well, yeah, I'm both. <laughs> it's because we're we're talking about the free-to-play space. Oh, yun lang. Kasi we talked about it previously. Eh, yung most of the yung katulad yan, mga flyers and all that. Let's say, let's just talk hypothetically. Na parang sabi natin yung naging naging issue ngayon sa games industry naging issue noon, like the 2010s, di ba? Or 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So. Kasi matagal na yung mga games ng RF and all that, eh, di ba? So, iba high school pa, iba college, college nila na experience and all that. What if that happened then? What do you think would be the motivation to, like, make RF online? Like, uh, not only, if, kasi free-to-play free to play naman to mga to. So, what would make it, like, a pay-to-win uh, pay aspect na parang nabibili na yung items online para lang lum- it's being frowned upon, eh, so okay. Theoretically hmm. speaking, you're not supposed to allow play to win uh-huh. because obviously it becomes, uh-huh. as the colloquial term, pera pera ang labanan, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Which 
shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, that's the whole uh, that's the whole double-edged sword of free-to-play games. Eh. Um, take for example mobile games. Um, mobile games are mostly free, right? And you can play the game mm-hmm. uh, until you run out of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, a clash of clans, which mm-hmm. is very big. Mm-hmm. But and then there are certain things that you can power up, but you have to wait an hour, you have to wait two hours. Uh-huh. Unless you spend a little bit of money, then you can get energy again. Then you don't have to wait an hour, two hours. Mm-hmm. Then obviously you're now be- you're now getting an advantage over people who don't want to spend. Mm-hmm. Right? So in truth, um, that is one of the reasons why. Um, free-to-play gaming is being frowned upon. Because, uh, kung if pa rin labanan, hindi tapuna ko ng pera yung game mo, panado na uh, Which is why I am very much excited about people who are still in free-to-play, mm-hmm. but they're making it so that there is a balance mm-hmm. to it. There is no way that even if you spend a million dollars that you will one-up somebody who is very skilled, mm-hmm. right? Look at games like uh, League of Legends, uh-huh. for example, where they were really working on the balance to make sure that you can't buy items that will make you more powerful mm-hmm. in the game, right? Uh, there was a time they had those gems or add-ons, right? And then people were becoming more powerful because of those things. Uh-huh. Or Fortnite, for example, you can only buy um, uh, cosmetic items, right? Uh-huh. But look at mo, ganda na cosmetic item mo. But you know, kung bobo kang player, bobo ka pa rin, uh-huh. right? Ito yan. So that's where I guess that um, the line should be drawn. Mm-hmm. If if an unfair advantage is already being afforded to a player who is paying. Then you're already ruining the game experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's really what you have to look out for. And and then there's another call out mm-hmm. that I have to mention. No, um, a lot of people who make games, they just want to build the game and say, "Ito na, uh, pag nagawa na siya, people can play it." And then they'll think about the monetization uh-huh. as an afterthought, or after the game is built, sa kaling ng isip, paano kita na pera? You shouldn't do that. Dapat sa simula pa lang, when you're mm-hmm. building your game mechanics, your mm-hmm. core loop, ika nga, nakapasok na dun yung monetization, mm-hmm. your revenue model mo. Especially mm-hmm. if you're doing free-to-play. Like for example, mm-hmm. that energy component, the energy uh-huh. mechanic in free-to-play games, that is part uh-huh. of the core loop of the game. Uh, if, if Candy Crush had been free all throughout uh-huh. with no hearts or lives, then they wouldn't have made money. But because they made it so that at a certain point, you can't, you know, you're so frustrated and you want to finish that last level, you just have to spend a dollar to get that extra life or extra five moves mm-hmm. to finish uh-huh. the level. They made it so that uh, that they built the game in that way para talagang player. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's unfair. You know, just because we buy it the whole it's still very tricky so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a 
it, it's really difficult to talk about um, play to win, uh, quote unquote, in free to play, because the danger is there. The, the very real danger of you just saying, uh, "Okay, uh, if you buy this, I'll give you all of this." The very real danger is there. That's why the safest route for a lot of people now for their games is a lot of the things that you uh, can buy are mainly cosmetic items. Uh, Lalo na pag player so game. Pag mo na ng gaming compo- so, so say. Oh, um, pag sinuot mo tong item na to or armor na to, meron kang okay, bibilis kang mag ano, mag farm exactly. or whatever. So, right. yun na yung medyo ano niyan, out of line na no para sa Which is why I thought uh, from the very beginning when when my partner and I started the studio, we were deciding do we go create free to play mobile games or do we uh, go on Steam and sell the game at the premium? Sabi ko, uh, we can do the free-to-play, sure, but it's a it's a hard burden to carry. It's also hard to make money. Uh, you know, if you have a studio that you want to uh, sustain, uh, and then you launch free-to-play games on mobile, uh, if you don't also spend a lot of money to acquire users in marketing, will eventually not have enough money to keep our studio afloat. Mm-hmm. Whereas I said, okay, if we go on Steam instead, we sell our game for what? Uh, say $15, which is the average of a game of this size, mm-hmm. right? If we only sell 10,000 to 20,000 copies, we will be fine. Mm-hmm. We would have made a lot of money already and still keep the studio afloat for a year. Mm-hmm. So dude, we, we actually made the, the conscious decision that it would be better if we went to Steam kasi mas masusustain correct, correct. tapos wala pa yung danger of going into that free-to-play pit if we sell the game as a premium we'll give everything we'll give all of the features uh-huh. wala ka na kailangan itagdag na bayad mag-enjoy ka pa okay, John, may question ka would you say kasi diba there's the western way of doing games tapos there's the Asian way na parang grindy and kasi na-mentioned ata from previous episodes na when it comes to yung games lang na inside uh, uh, China it's medyo oh, yun yeah. nga pumapasok na yung pay to win and, and they yeah. don't mind but when you make that in the western culture or western ano it's yeah frowned upon di ba? would you yeah. say yung Philippine market is what more of a western audience or a Asian audience. I would have to say, after several years of looking at this, we are very much like a hybrid. Okay, let me explain. Um, mm. When when I was to level up, now we were evaluating a lot of Chinese games, Chinese MMOs, and even browser games. Napansin talaga namin na um, yes, there's a lot of grind involved, but they also made it so that. Um, the more money you spend, the more we reward you. In fact, the Chinese MMOs that we looked at, Chinese browser MMOs that we were looking at, um, they had VIP levels. So VIP 1 up to VIP 10. Meaning, the more you spend for the game, the higher VIP level, the higher your benefits, like 1,000% XP bonus, no rest time, etc., etc., so talagang gahaman pre gahaman yung pay, play, pay to win oh, okay. but at the same time we noticed that ang Pinoy kasi 
um, hindi gagastos yan sa online games pa. As much as possible, kung libre yan, libre yan, they will not spend for their own the, I remember for a very long time, the ARPU for Philippines uh-huh. was around 3 to $5 for casual games. That's a whole 100% lower than the rest of the region, the rest of the market. So, brang kuripot ang Philippines. But, if they do spend for their games, yung mga whales ng, uh, level, ng Philippine market, sobrang exaggerated naman yung cost nila. May mga nagbabagsak ng 20,000 sa isang bilihan sa Ragnarok. May mga ganun. So I was like, Wow, 20,000? So how do we manage? Maliit yun. <laughs> Maliit na yun. Um, so we were like, how do we manage that? Um, so it, it was pretty obvious that you have to uh, you have to attract the free-to-play market, right? mm-hmm. the free players. Because they're the ones who keep the game mm-hmm. populated. They're the ones, sila yung nagbababad 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yung may mga pilot, mm-hmm. yung grind, pinapalevel yung character. But they also have, minsan, kadalasan may guildmates sila kasama na. Siya yung mayaman, siya yung nagbibili ng power-ups para sa guild. Siya yung magpapasara, oh, okay, may ano tayo, may, may guild wars mm-hmm. tayo sa weekend. Ah, uh, ito, loadan ko kayo mm-hmm. ng tigdilimandaan. Kuha kayo ng mga pang ano, uh-huh. XP up, gano'n. So, magbabasag tayo ng item. Ito, uh-huh. may nagbabasag. Gano'n eh. So, talagang, it really, it really pays to, to cater to the free play uh-huh. market. Kasi sila talaga yung, uh, uh-huh. sila talaga yung nagbababad. From what we've seen talaga, the Philippines is, is uh, we're very much mm-hmm. a hybrid of that. Um, there are the uh-huh. guys who love to grind and really uh-huh. spend hours on end just to get up in the game. While there are players who are very much like uh-huh. the Asian, Chinese players na, oh, pwede ka lang bayaran, tara, bayaran na natin para nakat na tayo agad. Kasi kailangan so, na. hybrid pa lang tayo. <laughs> or, Wala na, uh, wala na akong oras mag-grind. Bibili na lang ako uh, ng high-level account. Ay, alam, naman, ay, alam naman ang ano natin, ang, ang quote ng mga Pilipino, di ba? Kung ayaw gumastos, puso, di ba? <laughs> <laughs> puso eh. So, it's, uh, and and it, it's, it's funny because um, even if uh, PUBG is a paid game, you still see a lot of people uh, on the PUBG forums or Facebook mm-hmm. groups uh, asking if they can get a free account or a free game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sila, ba bumili ng mas mura na PUBG? O may nagbibeta ba dyan ng PUBG? 100 lang, 200 lang, mga ganun. Oo, oh, mga accounts. Sino eh, no? nila afford eh, pero gusto nilang maglaro eh. They're free players eh. mm-hmm. You can't fault them for not having a the finances to, mm-hmm. to fund their gaming habit gusto nila so, ano rin eh. like we talked about last episode I think it's not only yung finances kasi usually western and even yung mga higher Asian countries like Japan Korea uh, China Singapore yan they have the means kasi they have easy access to like credit cards and all that kumbaga parang normal na sa culture nila di ba sa Pilipinas kasi and just a shout out again to your former company. One of the companies that actually gave that 
power to the people is level up games. Ibig sabihin, malaking bagay dati yung mga top-up eh. Kahit yung mga unload naman 10 ng 50 kasi maglalaro akong Ragnarok. I mean, yung mga ganun, because we don't, yun nga yun kasi yung problema kasi the Philippine market doesn't have the means to actually pay, play, uh, to pay for that. Wala tayong, kumbaga hindi siya kasing dali sa pagbayad ng Meralco. Diba? Right now, meron ngayong mga very minimal, I think level up games is still part of that. Na, let's say, 7-Eleven, pwede mo bayaran for a small amount of money. Pero yun nga, yung means to actually pay for that because generally, the Filipino likes to handle things in cash. Bihira tayo, ay, credit card, teka lang. Yes. Diba? Ilag tayo, kasi culture natin does not allow that. Yung magbayad through credit cards and all that. So, diba? Tapos, minsan nga, pag kahit may credit card na, tanong, pwede ko i-cancel? Kasi, <laughs> diba? Kasi ayaw akong magduloy-tuloy, di ba? Pero yeah. they don't know the... Kasi nga, hindi nga sa ni-ingrain sa culture natin na parang mas madali kapag you use these means sa mga banks and all that. Tapos, hindi rin naman agreeable yung mga credit lines sa mga tao kasi nga, we mostly handle cash, bihira tayo umutang. You only see that when you like upper, upwards your 30s and up or like 20, 25 years old and up na meron ka ng trabaho and you can actually afford the credit card and all that. So, yung mga, with, with yung mga bata, which is like, what, 15 to like 25 years old, yun yung sagsaga na na-addict, na-addict sila sa games. Wala silang means to pay for that, di ba? So, dun mo may kita yung sobrang daming free to play. Which brings me to my next uh, point about um, building your game. Mm-hmm. Um, when you build your game, don't think na, ah, gusto ko mag-launch sa Philippines eh. Uh, Mm-hmm. Tama kayo, walang pera mga Pilipino para bilhin yung game mo. Oh, oh, eh. Sadly, that's the truth. So when we were building our game, mm-hmm. our goal really was to launch it globally. And that's why we chose Steam as the platform. Mm-hmm. Kasi if you just target a Philippine market, ang laki na agad ng hurdle eh. Mm-hmm. Yung, yun na, yung payments, uh-huh. yung know, bilhin yung game mo. Mm-hmm. May mga games na silang nilalaro, mm-hmm. right? So for us, the goal really was, when we chose this genre, we said, okay, this has a pretty good following mm-hmm. uh, of players from different regions, from uh, from the US, from Russia, from Brazil. Mm-hmm. So if we launch this same game, or similar to that mm-hmm. game, I'm pretty sure that these markets will be uh, playing this game big time. And that's the other point that I wanted to make also. Um, if you can, if you're building a story-driven game, oh. it, it will pay to invest in some form of translation. Localization. Oh. Yes. So the translation to the big markets, I'm talking about uh, Russia, mm-hmm. because Russia is a very huge Steam mm-hmm. market. Um, uh, South uh, China. Mm-hmm. Is also another market that you have to target. So just simplified Chinese. Uh-huh. Um, Brazil. Uh, so either have the game in Spanish or Brazil mm-hmm. in Portuguese. But that's two different languages. Oh, so, so, so you have to be careful about uh-huh. that also. And then if you really wanted to, uh, to go big, you also have to do localized translation in Southeast mm-hmm. Asia which is Bahasa. Um, uh, Thai, oh. Bahasa, uh, Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. 
Singaporean Tapos, English. Hindi, <laughs> joke lang. <laughs> okay. Pero yun, but if you really had to choose between uh, big languages, yung, mm-hmm. yung Russia and um, China lang, mm-hmm. yun, okay ka na eh. Magandang uh, tip yun, yun, ha? Kasi, oh, oh, first, especially if you're, kung marami kang English. ano, no, mga, ano yun, mga cutscenes, tapos yeah. marami kang mga dialogue, marami kang dialogue. Oh, may dialogue ka sa games mo. Nako, ano. Kaya pala kumita si Flappy Bird, no? Kasi oh, walang dialogue. <laughs> Alam mo yeah, na but... yan. Alam mo na mamamatay ka. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, the story of Flappy Bird, that guy was just, he was really lucky because that was his 50-something game, right? 55th ah, talaga? Game, I think. Yeah, he, he created like a ton of quick games and put mm-hmm. them up in the store. And mm-hmm. lightning struck. One streamer saw his game, played it, mm-hmm. and uh, it snowballed from there. Oh. So that's the other marketing um, advice that I'd give a new studio. They said, if you can, work with uh, local and international streamers. Oh, eh. Give them a free copy of the game. Tell them, hey, dude, this is a unique game. This is right up your alley. You uh, might want to enjoy it. Uh, I hope you play it. Palaro mo kala, ano? Ano? Kala gloko. Yung mga nai... Yeah, yeah. Kahit sa local lang. Kahit sa local lang. It would be great. Eh. Um, but, you know, just just to get these local streamers, to get that word out. Kasi ako, what, what I did for our game was um, we attended game conferences so we were at booths, mm-hmm. so the uh, indie booths, so people were actually able to play our mm-hmm. game. As much as, as much as I could, I, I had interviews or I asked, you know, publishers, uh, sorry, um, I asked blogs or, or other online publishers to talk to me uh-huh. or interview me about our game. Mm-hmm. And then I also attended conferences. I attended local and regional mm-hmm. conferences like mm-hmm. Singapore. Okay. Um, and then also, but you have to you also have to identify if you're really serious about mm-hmm. your game uh, launching early uh. and and you think that you have a chance, uh, there are, there are very important shows that you have to go to, like PAX. Oh. Uh, GDC. Kahit G3, isa lang no? sa mga yun in one year, in, in the year, uh-huh. makapunta ka, makasama ka sa Indie, in, indie Cade, for example, or sa Indie mm-hmm. Showcase. Mm-hmm. Lang, makasama ka lang dun, malaki na yung chance na makilala ka, mapick up yung game. Networking, eh, no? Oo. And then the rest of it is, the rest of it is really just uh, done online. Uh, uh-huh. You join a lot of communities, you do a lot mm-hmm. of uh, social media, you know, Twitter, mm-hmm. you post a lot Correct. of screenshots, videos. Oh, so maganda. Okay, ito yung mga ano to eh. Uh, networking is like free marketing na rin eh, di ba? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, a conference isn't free. <laughs> oh, naman, oh, naman. If you're, ah. if you're lucky enough, um, a lot of these conferences kasi, they make a parang open cast, open audition, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what you do is um, you look for these things and then they will say, oh, submit your game here. And then mm-hmm. if we choose you, we will uh, give you a pass for free. Pero yun na lang, pass lang. So kailangan mo pa rin ng airfare. Mm-hmm. Pero marami, maraming conferences. There are conferences in Japan, Taiwan. So ito, itong coming up, upcoming conference dito sa Philippines, ESGS, will you guys be a part of that too? Um, not this year. Uh, not this year. We wanted okay. to, pero 
hindi wala wala pa kaming mapapakitang bago from two years ago eh. so parang <laughs> okay. it doesn't make sense okay. To... okay okay pero pero yeah definitely uh if you can get yourself invited or if you join and then you're lucky enough to be included as a winner libre yun eh mm-hmm. uh, all you have to do mm-hmm. is sign up eh just get in there so if you have a game that's already ready or midway to finish tapos meron ka na mapapakita pwede may showcase okay to join uh-huh. yeah it's, kung may makita ka mga sign up nung sign up ka uh-huh. marami yan eh marami sa US marami sa Japan mm-hmm. uh, all okay. over tapos kung diba bahala na yung airfare kung meron mo makuha diba mm-hmm. oh dyan yung audience namin is usually from 13 to 25. Well, mostly our students or starting that work. So how would you advise them when they have uh, an idea? Of course, they can't join conferences. Kasi I'm sure they can't afford pa yung mga to go to other places para lang ipakita yung online. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, for if you're a fresh grad, my advice is don't go into business muna. <laughs> If you really want to get to start your own studio, make sure you have the funding and the connections. Because mm-hmm. if you start right after graduation and then go ahead the studio, the problem then is, um, and this is me in hindsight, because after college I went into uh, business with the Fred Gagan. Um, hindi mo pa na develop yung uh, corporate culture, the learnings even the network in yung panapibuild. So, mahirap maging successful um, right out of the gate, right? And as gagasos ka pa for a conference or a trip, lalo na. Diba? So, so, my advice is, for especially if you're starting out, um, unless you're already aware of the basics or you were taught the basics of having to run a studio Uh, in school, mm-hmm. I advise you to work for a studio, a big studio first, at the mm-hmm. very least, to understand how things work, mm-hmm. what tools they use, schedules, uh, production timelines, etc., etc. Para lang matutunan mo yung disciplines. Grow your roots, no? Yeah, yeah. Kasi um, a lot of the studios that I met um, uh, along the way that were just you know kids mm-hmm. who just got into it, mm-hmm. Um, ang daming kulang ay, ang daming kulang dun sa back end. Mm-hmm. The talent is there, sure, why mm-hmm. not? <clears throat> But if they didn't have any proper mentorship, mm-hmm. somebody to guide them on what to do, mm-hmm. a lot of it would just be wasted time, wasted Correct. Kung baga parang sa, ano, and, no, sa yeah. restaurant industry, bago kang magtayo ng restaurant mo, matuto ka muna maghugas ng pinggan. Kasi, di ba, that's yeah. how, the, how you started, di ba? Parang on the, bago ka maging chef, doon ka muna sa pinakahuling line, magugas ka ng pinggan until you reach maging sous chef ka, yung ganyan, o tagahiwa ka na ng vegetables, yung so, ganyan. Bago so, ka maging head chef, yeah. tsaka tayo ng sarili mong restaurant. Exactly. So, so, so part of that learning is, is um, if, if you had that uh, understanding already of running a studio, then mm-hmm. you also know when the right time to attend a conference abroad is. Kasi mm-hmm. uh, that's part of the marketing cost. Eh. So baka sabihin mo na, oh, sa start pa lang tayo, tara, punta tayong GDC sa San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Gastos mo, airfare, hotel, passes, etc. etc. Pero wala ka rin papakita. Diba? So parang mm-hmm. nagsayan ka ng pera. So part of running the studio is also uh, strategizing 
what conferences or shows you go to. So me and my partner, we also put that in our uh, P&L, or Profit and Loss. So part of our production uh, projections, mm-hmm. okay, so if we are expecting to start selling the game by this time, uh, dapat nandito kami sa conference ito, sa conference ito, sa conference ito. Mm-hmm. So it was all strategic. It wasn't just because we knew there was a, a game conference going that mm-hmm. you have to be there. And they, you have to pick and choose which ones you go to and manage the cost. Kasi, ano eh, if you just, just because there is a game conference and I'm saying right now as an advice na, oh, you also have to attend a conference. Napupuntahan mo lahat eh. Hindi, you have to strategize also the mm-hmm. most efficient way to promote your game and your studio. Um, and, and to be, to be perfectly honest, if, if you had just gotten out of college, a lot of these things you'd think were important and gagawin mo lahat. Pupuntahan mo lahat. You'd spend for all of the marketing. Kasi hindi mo pa naintindihan gaano or you weren't trained enough to prioritize or to uh, divert your funds properly so that you'd have a much better chance of launching a successful game. Correct. So what so, when you say to the you know, diba? to the people you're trying to network, eh, you have nothing to show for pa, diba? So puro oh, hubris lang ang lalabas yan. Seriously, I've yeah. attended so many conferences where mm-hmm. I meet a lot of uh, kids, especially mm-hmm. in the US. Mm-hmm. They'd be at GDC, they spend for the most expensive pass, and they're like in the networking parties. Oh, I just graduated. I'm just here. I'm trying to see what I can learn from this conference, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See if I get it, and I'm like, fuck it, man! You just wasted a lot of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, sure, you're networking, quote unquote, uh-huh. but if you didn't have a specific plan on how to do it, right? It would have been, um, hindi ka nag-attend ng right conference or talks, for example, uh-huh. or nagpunta ka lang nag-ikot, ikot ka lang sa showcase floor, wala kang pinuntahan conference. Mm-hmm. So parang it's just, it was just a waste. Uh, of money. Correct, correct. But if you actually spent the time to uh, like uh, understand, okay, what track do I want to attend? Mm-hmm. Should I invest more in the uh, virtual reality tracks or should I invest more on monetization? Oh, oh specific, no? Oh, so it becomes more valuable. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, again, to go back to, to your question earlier, mm-hmm. um, for any new guys who are coming into this, uh, it doesn't matter really what you do for your marketing. What's important is that you do any of these things purposefully. Mm-hmm. If there's a reason why you do any of these conferences or marketing efforts or spending for Facebook advertising, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, it's because you already studied it Mm. And you understand why you're doing this. Mm. May return siya para sa mm. right? Correct, correct. Okay, so, eto, um, this was also discussed last episode. Uh, when it comes to, uh, mabalik tayo sa mga publisher decisions and everything, okay? So, ngayon ang nauuso ngayon na medyo negative, other than uh, pay to win, is yung including loot boxes in your ano in your kasi medyo maiinit okay. siya ngayon di ba yeah. oh so i mean who's do you think there would be like a developer team or a studio that would think would be nice kasi on your end you're both di ba so yeah. which side of you would be thinking na parang 
include natin loot boxes kasi mukhang ano to eh. It, it's, a, it's a game mechanic that would get people still wanting to log into your game. Eh. And and if it's, if this is usually on in the scene or is this more of the uh, bigger AAA, uh, publishing AAA AAA lang, uh. Okay, so the thing about loot boxes is um, personally, I think they're okay because okay. as long as the game itself uh, informs you mm-hmm. um, what you're supposed to get or mm-hmm. uh, what you're watching, especially if the loot boxes are paid for, huh? mm-hmm. mind you. Because a lot of the games now, libre lang yung loot boxes. You just have to uh, complete a certain set of pre-requirements mm-hmm. like uh, kailangan mong mag-level up mm-hmm. sa Overwatch, for example. Uh-huh. <clears throat> or sa Rainbow Six. Uh-huh. If, if you nakachamba ka dun sa loot box. Oh, dun sa wall, RNG nila. Oo. Oh. Oh, oh. Roleta na kapalaran yun eh. Pag nanalo ka. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Pero yung ibang game kasi, kailangan mong bayaran. Mm-hmm. Loot box. Dun tayo nagkakatalo. Kasi, mm-hmm. especially if ang bayad ng loot box, then you're given an award which is less than what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Parang po siya, sugal yun, lugi naman ako. Oh, correct. Uh, dun, ako, dun ako hindi sakay. That's what I'm really up against. Mm-hmm. But if the loot box is part of the game mechanic it's awarded you, mm-hmm. and you can buy loot boxes because f*** it, I don't want to have to grind for 50 loot boxes. I just want to spend it and unlock all of these skins. Mm-hmm. I'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pera ko naman yun, account ko naman yun, so mayaan mo siya. Mm-hmm. The thing that a lot of people are 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 uncomfortable with is because um, yun nga, sometimes the loot box mechanic um, is like gambling. Uh-huh. Now, the more you spend, but wala ka nakukuhang maganda or wala ka nakukuhang return sa Correct. items. Walang value, no? Especially a lot of people who don't understand the value of a virtual, virtual item. Oh, virtual item. Diba? Hindi ko naman to pwedeng iuwi sa bahay, pakita sa asawa ko, dito na punta yung sweldo ko. Oh. Hindi. Oh, eh. diba? So, it's a, uh, so how do you, how do you uh, justify oh. that? So for me, um, the reason why I'm okay with loot boxes because a lot of them are, they don't interrupt with the game itself. So whether or not you get the loot box, you can still play the same game, right? And second, if you do get the loot box, you're given a lot of these items. And usually the items you get um, are great vanity items or unique items or stuff that you'd enjoy mm. seeing. Um, I'm, I'm best example ko pa rin talaga Overwatch, yung Overwatch yung because they give you the dance mm-hmm. emotes they give you the epic mm-hmm. skins or the highlight videos and you know you don't have to spend you just mm-hmm. have to keep playing right? you get given a loot box right so yun siya okay siya sa akin um naiintindihan ko naman yung concern especially that one I don't I forgot which country that was uh, Belgium Belgium, yeah. It, it's because it does seem like it's annoying. It's gambling. Uh-huh. So, a lot of the Chinese MMOs that we were looking at before, mm-hmm. like that, as in, bibili ka ng loot box. So, loot box for today, ito yung chance ng items. Like, there's a 0.00005% chance na makuha mo ng super mm-hmm. epic rare item. Diba? So, in order for you to get that item, bibili ka mm-hmm. ng bibili ng bibili. Eh, paano kung makagasos ka na ng 
1 million mm. yen, ah sorry, 1 million RMB, mm. tapos hindi mo pa nakukuha, ikakasos ka pa rin ng 1 million hanggang sa makuha mo yung item. Diba? So, so for ano, um, it's just like those arcade games sa, ano yun, sa, uh-huh. sa, sa mall. Yung crane, di ba? Every so often lang magiging mahigpit yung mm-hmm. hawak ng crane. So, pagsakan ng bagsak ng coin, thinking na, oh, mm-hmm. wala ko ng stock toy, wala ko ng stock toy. Yung kalawig <laughs> na yung game. Di ba? So, yun, that's the thing that's really, uh-huh. that I'm really iffy about. That, that developers can break correct, the correct, correct. box. Dapat hindi gano'n. Dapat hindi gano'n. Oh. Oh, dapat hindi siya nakarig. Talagang nakaset yung ano. Uh, tapos, basal ka na lang kay RM Jesus. Ganun lang talaga. Oo nga eh. Okay. So, um, meron pa ako isang question dito na medyo sad question to eh. Um, <laughs> and I think you can feel this question because of yung status ngayon ng, ng game niya. And all. So, Recently, in the news, uh, we've heard that Telltale Games actually closed down because yes. of you know, funding and all that. What do you think, yung, what do you call this, yung point where AAA developer like Telltale Games, well, I consider their games kasi AAA kasi maganda naman talaga, story-based oh. and all that. So, where do you think it draws the line pa ganyan? Where do you think they made a mistake? I mean, just out of your experience pagdating sa publishing and everything. Kasi, I think they're doing good. Nobody, I think, saw this coming. They haven't. They have no plans for uh, that. Many plans for it, like 2019 and all that. Pero I think they're heading there. Because the mass layoffs that nangyare is ngayon parang maintenance mode na sila. Eh. So, anything on your opinion? What do you think happened to Telltale Games as a as a company? I honestly think it was a case of uh, they they grew too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't able to sustain okay. uh, their profitability. Um, say, let's face it, uh, your game's great, uh-huh. right? But you are competing in a market where it's a very cutthroat business. And so many games coming out mm-hmm. all, all the time. Uh-huh. Plus, the the face of the market, you know, they change. And uh-huh. your your game genre is actually a niche. It's a oh, niche story. Look at the games that are doing so well now. It's because these mm-hmm. games are being streamed. They're multiplayer and, and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. Yun trend. Eh. So um, either you adapt or, uh-huh. or you die. So, so uh, I think I think for them it was really a case of uh, no, 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 no. Oh, it, at, at a certain point, audience a lot of the gamers now are spoiled. Hindi eh. you know, nila gusto yung nag-iisip ng puzzle adventure game. Oh, eh. eh, no? <laughs> Hindi na siya kasi yung tulad dati na ah, uh, shit, paano ko yung unlock kung level ko sa Zelda? Oh, Hindi, eh. Talagang 
hindi gusto ko malaman kung paano tapusin yung game. Titingin ako sa YouTube sino bang nakatapos sa tutorial. Correct, correct, Check correct. Hindi na sila sa stock eh, no? Ganun eh. <laughs> Oo, oh, ganun siya eh. Long so, time ago pa nga, wala pang YouTube eh. Oo, yeah, di ba? So, yun, trial and error. Yun talagang eight hours ka maglalaro at sumamatay ka sa ending. Ulitin mo kung start. Aantayin mo yung susunod na, ano eh, ano yun? Yung susunod na, ano din, magazine ng Electronic Gaming Monthly. <laughs> Bago makakita so, ng mga walkthrough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad. Honestly, it really, it really hit uh, in the game industry. It dropped us to the core. Right? Oh, eh. Kasi it's nobody saw it coming. Telltale Games, eh, no? That was doing so well for itself. They had some kick-ass uh-huh. titles and mm-hmm. great IP. They had freaking Batman, mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm and Game of Thrones under mm. their belt, di ba? Mm. And then biglang mag-mass layoff, and I was like, wow. Mm. That's the sad reality that uh, one of the things that you have to realize is sobrang mahal lang studios pag nasa US ka. Mm-hmm. Running a studio in the West, either in anywhere in the US or in Canada, mm. cost is so much higher. Correct. But if you had opened that studio in the Philippines, anak ng to, uh-huh. ang mura lang ng overhead mo. Yun yung isa. Uh-huh. Right? The second thing is, um, syempre, in order for you to maintain um, the amount of people you have and come up with new titles or new uh-huh. games, uh, you always have to spend uh-huh. more. Uh, so, I wonder how much they spent for the license to use back oh, yeah. to use Game of Thrones. Mahalun, yeah, it wasn't cheap. The Walking Dead, pa, no? But they got it, right? So they got it, and they did very well. Pero siguro they weren't able to pay it all off, right? Because every year, magbabayad ka ng royalties. Oh so my! So. Aside from the royalties that you're paying for great IP, you also have to pay mm. for your people, you have to pay for your studio, your electricity, your licenses, ang dami mong binabayaran. At mm. the end of the day, you start looking, oh shit man, we're not profitable mm. anymore. We're bleeding mm. money. So that's the reality of it. Because you grew too fast, you got all these great mm. IP, you grew to a, a mm. big studio, 100 plus people, Eventually, hindi nga nasusustain ng, mm-hmm. ng, uh, ng mm-hmm. uh, revenue. And don't forget, the game is in it. It's premium. Once you mm-hmm. buy the game, tapos na, oh. na. Oh, but if mm-hmm. the game were free to play, can you imagine um, that you get um, extra, extra money? And, oh, well, now you can play as another character. Now you can play uh, as Michelle. Kaya lang, oo. Oh, ang, parang, ano nga, ginawa na rin nila yan eh. I think they did it with Game of Thrones where they released it episodic, pero hindi pa rin nag-work. Episodic siya, pero pag binayara mo ng full, you get the whole thing. I'm talking oh, about a real free-to-play mechanic like a Fortnite. The reason why... Uh, Fortnite is doing so well so because even if it's a triple A studio, because it's free to play and they keep releasing new content and people keep buying the new content, mm-hmm. silang pambayad sa mga tao nila. Correct, so, correct. Guys, you can keep creating new stuff because we still have money to pay you. So, yun. And the fact that it's their own IP, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay royalties to 
Creators of Walking Dead or GBC or whatever. Sayang eh, no? So, marami. I mean, um, hindi mo na hindi ka hindi ka naman kasi makakita ng Telltale Battle Royale eh, no? So, <laughs> wala, hindi na sila makikita. Although, if they did have, I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> Story based na Battle Royale. Oh, wait lang. Meron akong ano, conversation point sa iyo. Wait lang. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, Sige diyan. Um, we're talking about Telltale, but which is super niche. Ah. Uh, Diba, when when there's a new mechanic that's super pop super popular mm-hmm. bandwagon naman ngayon mm-hmm. like i saw a, a oh, new yeah. game na they're 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 mashing up moba plus battle mm-hmm. royale na there's a mm-hmm. circle going smaller so, i mean <laughs> diba <laughs> is that there's a danger then when the studios ano, um, yeah. just go into the bandwagon Or is it, is it advisable din? Bubble to eh, di ba? Bubble eh. Royal, so, Battle Royale bubble yeah. to eh. I mean, it's because nakita nila yung potential. I mean, they've seen hmm. how big, um, let's say when, when PUBG first came, and uh, it wasn't actually the first Battle Royale, right? It's just the one that did mo- much better than everyone hmm. else. The one that everyone was streaming, mm-hmm. and then along comes uh, these other battle royals. Uh-huh. No one's budging PUBG off its pedestal, uh-huh. and then Fortnite comes in and says, mm-hmm. uh, "You know what? Fuck it. We'll do it our way." Mm-hmm. But you know, um, it's still battle royale, mm-hmm. right? And then they got lucky with all of the streamers coming in, plus that celebrity. Uh, endorsement mm-hmm. and boom, the number one stream game on which mm-hmm. um, I I don't see any problem with quote unquote bandwagon mm-hmm. as long as you do it right. Mm-hmm. Don't bandwagon for the sake of bandwagon. There has to be thought behind why you did that, why you're putting in that mode. Because mm-hmm. Everyone else wanted to be PUBG, but Fortnite wanted to be Fortnite. Mm, correct. That's the difference. But uh, do you think? Do you think? Because um, with all these games coming out, do you think it's a pressure? Because I don't think the developing side or the studios are affected by this trend. But do you think because the publisher publishers have the money? Do you think the pressure is coming from? A publisher, particularly right now, as big as a game as as big as a publisher as Activision Blizzard, uh, with Black Ops 4, which is hindi naman oh, natin yeah. expect na bigla silang pupunta dun sa ganon. So do you think this is a pressure coming from uh, the the publishers themselves? Na parang hindi kailangan mo karon ng battle royale kasi yeah, I think it's more, pera. yeah, it's more. Uh, Black Ops is a great game, by the way. We oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I digress. The, the thing is, I'm pretty sure the the direction came from higher up. Uh-huh. They said that okay, these games are doing well right now. Uh-huh. There's a shit ton of streamers coming in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of esports potential. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of marketing dollars coming in. We need to be in the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's so, this yeah. there's this one guy in the meeting that. 
Yeah, yung... quote-unquote, there's pressure from the higher-ups. Uh... But of course, everybody has to review that. Everybody studies that. The big studios, they don't just go in and say, oh, sige, gawarin tayo yan. Inaaral din nila yan. They understand. Uh, okay, um, how big a team do we need? How much time will we need to build this game? Can we do it? And then they look at the numbers. If the numbers show na kaya, they'll go for it. If they see that there's still space, you know, they'll go for it. Uh, the thing about uh, Black Ops is the reason why I love it so much because they were trying to fill in uh, the space between a uh, hyper-realistic um, shooter Mm-hmm. with a Fortnite vibe. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to pick up and difficult to master. But everything is based on realism. Mm-hmm. I've also played that. Medyo, sabi ko nga, I, um, the only, uh, the good move that they have to do there for Activision Blizzard is they have to make yung Blackout, I think it's called Blackout, right? Yeah. So yeah, they have to make the Blackout free. Because yeah. if you if you purchase the game and you just want if you just want to play Blackout, medyo magkakaroon ng parang paywall eh. When the rest of the yeah. ano like Fortnite is free and all everything and it's the biggest game right now when it comes to Battle Royale. So I mean all 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 these games have to do all, all Fortnite has to do is like. Hindi magi-introduce kami na maganda rin na ano, maganda rin ano. Kasi they're they're inspired right now because they're raking so much money. So parang, 'di ba? Madali na lang convincing yung mga developers, gawa, lagay mo nga 'to ng ganito para lang matalo natin yung. Yeah, so, yeah. 'Di ba? So like um uh, the, the thing I loved about Black Ops is that there's uh mm-hmm. for example, there are helicopters, right? Uh-huh. And your entire squad can ride the helicopter. Oh, oh, oh. And then Uh, on the flip side, somebody can pick up a freaking heat-seeking rocket launcher. Oh. Thank you a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's it's not difficult for Fortnite to say, okay, if you guys are going to do that, then uh-huh. we'll introduce helicopters and then we'll introduce heat-seeking uh-huh. rocket launchers. No problem. Uh-huh. You're right. So so I think, yeah, it's a, they have to be able to do something unique uh-huh. and truly part of that Black Ops experience and at the same time keep it free. Uh, make it free kasi yun yung, yung, yung trend eh. and just right up kasi Activision Blizzard I think is open for that um, they're capable of enough company they're still raking millions out of ano, out of wow it's still running oh, <laughs> up to this time millions of players are still play, paying $15 a month diba? for what for what content They've, or you've, you're done with the content you're just making expansions in lang yung money maker pero din talaga yung kumukuha ng pera and you can make games like this this game will also take off this game will also make money black ops 4 is considered uh, let's say people are going to get into it better than uh, the what i call this the controversy that uh, battlefield 5 is getting diba so parang mas mabubunta mas mas makuha nila yung mga players and all that and by making it free you'll even get the Fortnite players kasi all you need to do is convince Ninja and the others to actually move oh exactly yeah di ba and you wala na you've got a ano na you've, you've got a kasi jackpot na you can still have a paid game experience just mm-hmm. like Fortnite you save the world mode nila is paid right so you have to buy that version of the game and mm-hmm. so it's fine But if you want to play the Battle Royale, it's free. No. So I, 
so you're right. If, if they want to go that route, it's a, it would be a good idea for them to keep the Wrath of the Real mode blacked out free. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to play the zombie mode mm-hmm. or the, the original game, uh, that's a pay for That's what you have to buy. Uh, okay. So recently, uh, no, um, recently here in the Philippines. So this is a AAA uh, publisher na just released in uh, the Philippines. So do you think, um, is it right now the dawn of uh, Philippine local gaming? Or do you think this is just like an offshoot of just one publisher? Do you think we're actually getting traction ngayon? Kasi nga, we already know that we have uh we have great developers here we have great artists we have uh we have the talent marami namang pilipino diyan na nag overseas pa para lang magdevelop ng games and all that may courses din ngayon sa Lasalle that would offer uh game developing and all that so um do you think uh we're already starting a trend to a golden age of philip of local gaming or ano ba to one off lang ba to or what I, I think we're already there. We're, we're at the cusp of uh, what you would we would like to refer to as a uh, gaming renaissance. <clears throat> Take a look at it. Right now, uh, esports is already gaining <clears throat> mainstream attention. <clears throat> um, there were some big tournaments already hosted here in the Philippines. <clears throat> um, you already have some regionally and globally known local streamers. <clears throat> We're getting a lot of uh, audience views as well. Correct. And um, there are also uh, companies and advertisers who are willing to invest in the gaming space mm-hmm. now. Um, Globe, for example, has already created uh, a partnership with AOV and Lee. Uh, so that they have a much stronger East footprint in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the development side, um, the uh, the membership size of GDAP or the Game Developers Association of the Philippines is already at its mm-hmm. highest. Um, ESGS, the indie game arm of ESGS is already getting much bigger and super crowded. Which means there are a lot more studios and indie studios in the Philippines already. Mm-hmm. And um, more and more individual studios are already becoming um, renowned, not just in the country, but also mm-hmm. in the region. Some of the guys that I've worked with before are already getting some awards from the games that they've launched. Um, and each studio has their own unique uh, type of game mm-hmm. or niche. Right? So, for example, Yam Yam Games, Yam mm-hmm. Yam Mobile, the first game that they launched was so successful on Kickstarter and did very well on their mm-hmm. Steam launch that when they kickstarted their second uh, visual novel game, it was funded in a matter of days. Like, I think mm-hmm. two days, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the environment. All you have to do, really, is to figure out what your mm-hmm. game will be, and then make sure that 
you market your, your game hmm. uh, to that niche. So, mm-hmm. and once you do, there's a very strong chance that if you launch mm-hmm. on Steam, uh, you have a pretty mm-hmm. good following. Would you say that is there other uh, support services, or I don't know what the word is, that needs to be in place so that the, in the game industry, local mm-hmm. game industry, would be boosted higher? I, I don't know. Uh, I think we're already in a pretty good place. We already have some uh, pretty good government support. Mm-hmm. There are already two very active organizations in the country mm-hmm. that is supporting independent mm-hmm. game development and studios. Mm-hmm. And even on in the education space, universities like Ateneo and La Salle mm-hmm. are already teaching courses in game development and mm-hmm. game design. Mm-hmm. So I <clears throat> really the only thing that's missing is um, I think more mentorship, more people who have had successful studios to teach the kids, to teach the upcoming studios, to tell them what to do. Um, guys who have failed like me, who, who are already in the space but didn't launch, but know exactly where you guys should do or what to do so that you don't make the same mistakes I did. You know, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, I think, is what we need more. Um, and we have that. I, I'm pretty sure if you ask, all you have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. A lot of these communities already have these mentors in place. Just reach out, man. If you're a budding studio mm-hmm. and you want to set up, if you don't know if you're doing it right, I mean, just reach out to the guys in. Uh, the GDAP or the IGDA, mm-hmm. so many people will be there to help you out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a very close-knit community, and that's what I'm very happy to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Even if it's a growing industry in the Philippines, mm-hmm. it's still actually pretty tight because mm-hmm. a lot of people know uh, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the studios have friends and others. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people who teach in the universities um, are also very familiar with everybody else uh-huh. so it's a very close-knit community so it's it's not that hard to ask for help man. Uh-huh. if you really want to get into this there's so much in terms of resources uh-huh. that can get you there um, uh, last no <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um it's good that it looks it looks all set up. But for me, I didn't know that there was there was already an association, um, mm-hmm. and there were um, studios already that that's already successful. Would you say what's lacking? Letting the masses that's not focused on the gaming industry for oh. them to realize that we have this na pala. Yeah, that's a very good point. I guess <clears throat> that would require a lot more involvement with local media and of course you know um somebody really championing the local game development course and really going out there and telling everyone or talking about it on social media sharing the videos you know what i mean i say right now it's if there's news about the studio and then share na nila sa network nila, uy, na, na-feature ako sa GMA or nasa unang hirit ako ngayon. Mga gano'n. Mm-hmm. Siyempre, <clears throat> hindi pa gano'n kalaki yung groundswell. Right? Um, and I, I understand where you're coming from. Parang, 
it's very true that uh, not everyone has heard of these associations or seen that we're already doing so well. So I guess um, more involvement by the local media to really bring it up to the top, you know, let it rise yeah. outside of the noise and just, uh, and I guess that's one of the things that uh, Globe is trying to accomplish with their new endeavors. Uh, they're partnering with some local <clears throat> production uh, and, and uh, broadcasting studios to make it happen. Hopefully, it's going to work and, and people mm. are going to pay more attention to it. Yeah. But uh, we're going to be part of those group of people that will let you guys, will let everyone know that uh, oh, such yeah. an organization exists. And yeah, yeah and you guys are as helpful as uh, you promised and yeah you guys are tight-knit group and all that so um, I think they'll expect that so yeah so again if you're interested uh, to seek for advice from these communities all you have to do is look for uh, GDAP on Facebook which is the Game Developers Association of the Philippines as mm -hmm. well as the IGDA or Independent mm -hmm. Game Developers Association of the Philippines both communities are very active, and a lot of people there will be glad to help you out if you want to start getting into setting up your own studio, you know, looking for help, maybe talk to, finding a way to talk to a publisher or an investor. And even then, individuals out there from the other studios that are doing well, one of my favorite cases right now is Altitude Games. Uh, these are my friends from as far back as high school mm. and uh these guys are doing so well in the mobile game space right now uh so much so that they were able to set up a new company um called alto alto.io which is now the way uh cryptocurrency for games so they're bringing cryptocurrency into free-to-play gaming um and uh, the, the founder and CEO of Altitude Games, Gabby Bezos, is one of the guys who helped me, gave me advice when I was starting up my studio as well. And I'm very sure he'd be more than happy to help out all of these other studios who want to set up and figure out what they want to do, where to go. You know. mm -hmm. um, if you check out their games, Altitude Games is doing so well on mm -hmm. the app store right now mm -hmm. they have a couple of games that are up now that are doing very well one is dream defense and the mm -hmm. other is kung fu something i forgot the full title kung fu <laughs> clicker i think kung fu clicker sobrang ganda nga you should try it out it's a mobile game oh, kung fu clicker yeah. masyado nakaka-addict yan sobra these are the guys who really understand you know, free-to-play gaming, uh, uh, creating the core loop with the revenue model and all of mm, that is really, really good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear, man. So, okay. Any final word for anyone, uh, again, that's interested? I know they we've learned a lot from you, uh, Iggy, and if there's any other uh, thing that you want to share for those 
who are interested, maybe someone just graduated or trying to graduate, hindi niya alam, sometimes baka pupunta dito. So, anything that you want to say as uh, a final word? Well, so aside from the communities that I shared earlier, um, I would have to say, um, if you really are serious about getting into this, um, just reach out to any of the guys from these communities and uh, just feel free to ask the questions you know, about uh, if you, know, you think I'm doing this right or how should I set up my studio, mm-hmm. uh, will my game do well, etc. Et mm-hmm. uh, do your homework, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really pays to research and to understand uh, the space that you're coming into because sure it's about making games you know but at the end of the day it's also about how well you understand um the industry because uh-huh. it's it, you can make great games but if it's a great game just for you uh-huh. and you weren't really trying to figure out if anybody else would play it or uh-huh. make uh, it, will, it will be sustainable, it will make money. You know, I'm just making games because it's an art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this isn't for you. You know, maybe, sure, you can make a game, but it's not really what it's not a lifelong passion or a dream. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh... But if you really want it to be a successful business venture, mm-hmm. do the homework mm-hmm. and you figure out, we'll help you figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But you know, uh, just to add to that, I'm not saying that if you wanted to make your dream project just for the heck of it, mm-hmm. that not to do it. If you can, by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. If there is a dream game that you've been wanting to make since you were a child, which is my case, mm-hmm. I just go for it. Just do it, man. But mm-hmm. remember, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy it really now. It does require all of that hard work and homework. Nothing is, nothing is. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Correct. Okay, so um, yeah, that's about it. Anything to, anything, any other questions you have, John? No, I'm good. All right, so yeah, that's about it. Thank you very much, Iggy. Um, and we'll make sure to actually inform everyone uh, how informative this episode is. Ang dami namin natutunan ngayon. Um, baka mamaya gumawa na ako ng game studio dyan. Joke. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's our episode. That's our 10th episode for today. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, just go ahead and uh, uh, give it out on the comments and all that. Any other suggestions you want to have us, we're here to listen. Alright, so that's it. You have a great day and wag puro kalaro. Bye!